Welcome to Ruin a Bad Guy's Day radio podcast with fraud expert Skip Myers. This is your guide to fighting fraud and chargebacks. Learn the best fraud prevention solutions and strategies. How to enhance your fraud prevention team. And how to prosecute criminals. Now, here's your host, Skip Myers. So, how do we stop shoplifters and fraudsters from targeting our companies? Well, I believe you have to make them keep their foot on the brake pedal. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is Skip Myers with Ruin a Bad Guy's Day Radio. You know, lately there's been considerable debate in the loss prevention and fraud prevention communities regarding what the best method is for reducing shrink and reducing fraud. The debate argues two valid points. Should loss prevention and fraud prevention programs focus on prevention or a deterrence strategy? You know, deterrence can be considered a byproduct of our theft prevention efforts. We should all consider the choices potential shoplifters and fraudsters make when balancing the benefits and risks associated when they steal our merchandise. So here's a story I like to tell about deterrence. It's a story that I like to share because it it makes a lot of sense and brings everything together and how it could be incorporated into a well-balanced loss prevention or fraud prevention program. So, have you ever been stopped by the police for speeding? Think hard. If you have, you probably remember every detail of that encounter. Every detail of that encounter you have with, with the police on that very day. I bet you remember what road you were on, how fast you were going, what car you were driving. You remember everything about the weather. You remember what the police officer looked like, what they said to you, the speeding ticket you received and the fine and points you received. And heck, you'll never forget seeing the blue lights in your rear view mirror. This entire experience and interaction is easily explained in criminology terms. In criminology, this type of experience is called specific deterrence. This means an individual was caught and punished for a specific crime. In this case, it's speeding. In order to keep the rest of society from speeding and committing other violations of the law, general deterrence tells society that they could be punished for crimes they commit through established statutes and laws. Our laws and penal codes keep the majority of average, law-abiding citizens honest through the potential consequences that come as a result of breaking the law. Specific deterrence, however, shows society that individuals will be and have been punished for crimes that they commit. The theory of specific deterrence states that an individual who commits a crime and is punished is less likely to be a repeat offender. Therefore, I believe specific deterrence complements general deterrence. If a potential criminal believes they will be caught and prosecuted for a crime, they are less likely to commit the crime in the future. So let's fast forward. It's been several years since that unpleasant incident with the speeding ticket and that police officer. While, spe- while driving to work one day, you suddenly realize you're traveling on that same road, the same road where you got the speeding ticket. Now it's time to be honest. Is your foot on the gas pedal or is it on the brake pedal? Heck, I bet you're tapping that brake pedal right now, aren't you? Well, I imagine that your foot is probably on that brake pedal for sure and not on the gas pedal. You decide to slow down. You get a little nervous because you remember what happened the last time you exceeded the speed limit on that very road. You don't want to get pulled over again by the police for speeding. 
This is a great example of specific deterrence. Specific deterrence reminds you of the consequences when you get caught speeding. And no one wants to get caught speeding or be a repeat offender, especially on that same road. These specific strategies can apply to detecting, apprehending, and prosecuting shoplifters and fraudsters. There isn't a criminal around that wants to get caught, go to jail, get convicted, and face the possibility of a long-term imprisonment. Therefore, we can effectively deter shoplifters and fraudsters when we incorporate basic prevention strategies that help reinforce a criminal's perception of detection and the possibility of being caught and going to jail. Observing and being greeted by an attentive sales staff at a retail store can influence criminal behavior probably more than a recent change to the state law pertaining to shoplifters. Providing great customer service has proven over and over again to be one of the best methods for deterring potential shoplifters and is an example of reinforcing the perception of detection with shoplifters. Specific deterrence can complement the way we manage our loss prevention programs and fraud prevention programs by strengthening the criminal's perception that the risk outweighs the benefit. A balanced loss prevention or fraud prevention approach that incorporates both general and specific deterrence will help your team send a strong message to potential shoplifters. Keep your foot on the brake pedal. Thank you, everybody. This has been a Runa Bad Guys Day radio production. Thanks for listening to Ruin a Bad Guys Day radio podcast with Skip Myers. If you liked our show, please tell your friends and colleagues. You can learn more about us at ruinabadguysday.com or visit us on Twitter and Facebook at Ruin a Bad Guys Day. Join us for another episode of Ruin a Bad Guys Day radio podcast. The information provided in Ruin a Bad Guys Day radio podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. You should consult with legal counsel or other professionals to determine what may be best for your individual or organizational needs.